hola, hola. Welcome back to Loud, a podcast where I help you navigate through the modern world with style, with flair, and a lot of sayas. So, exciting things going on in my life. It's been kind of uneventful, but I will be going to a music festival this weekend, which I'm super excited for. Maybe I'll make some friends and stuff. And then I'm also going to go to SantaCon in about two weeks with some friends, so I am super pumped. And along the lines of going to San Francisco, I do have one particular friend I'm going to visit. And we had a little phone call conversation, and I want to share her input on dating, which was hilarious. Basically, she just got surgery like three months ago, and she's been in New York in recovery. So I was like, perfect. You must be in a rut. So don't worry. I'm going to get out there. We're going to ho ho dicking all the way, whatever the song goes. You know, we're going to collect souls in every bar, et cetera, et cetera. I have a whole big plan out for her. And she was like, oh, girl, I've been getting some. And I was like, what? You've literally been disabled, like unable to walk, like in a cast. And she was like, you know what? I don't know what it is about the cast, but guys just kind of kept coming on to me. And I'm not sure if it was a conversation starter or I just looked vulnerable and I couldn't run away from them. But dick, 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 dick. I've been getting a lot of that. And this has me shook. Because, you know, we out here, you know, in some of my podcast episodes talking about, like, dating and, like, what's healthy and what to do. Apparently, all you have to do is nothing. I cannot emphasize it enough. Ladies, everybody go get a cast and go to the bar and test this theory. Oh, my God. And then another thing that I thought was hilarious, she, I was like, okay, so how's the sex? And then she was just like, oh, my God, Natalia, it's been the best of my life because I have this injury I literally just lay down. I've been so relaxed. It's been honestly a dream come true. Amazing. (laughs) So basically, if you feel like, you know, getting some sex and not doing a lot of work, just go get a cast and get after it. I might get a cast myself. I just don't know. Just kidding. But anyways, I thought that was worth sharing. If you do go out in a cast and get some, let me know because I want to test this theory. Okay, so moving on from trapping men and women and using cast as a prop to get some, let's introduce today's topic, which is going to be loud about the internal narrative and how it hinders us from growing and having more like a positive change in our lives. So what I mean by this is that I'm going to be discussing all the thoughts that kind of go in your head to make you feel in control of your life even though that's kind of fictional. So I kind of want to break that down. So to start off, I want to talk about a TED Talk. I love TED Talks. I literally eat those for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay, maybe just lunch, but you know. So this one's particularly about Lori Gottlieb, and the TED Talk is actually called Change Your Story, Change Your Life. It's truly incredible. It really inspired uh, this whole podcast episode. And what I'm saying today might make you feel, you know, a little attacked, But that's what the episodes are all about, getting you out of your comfort zone so we can be better people. So our homegirl, Lori, talks about the idea that we are unreliable narrators of our own lives. And oftentimes, our stories are incomplete. Okay, so let's unpack this together. Basically, it means that the way that we perceive the world and ourselves and how we interpret our circumstances, you know, either good or bad, It's directly correlated to our bias experiences. So, for example, let's say Karen and I go to the same carnival on the same day with the same amount of money. 
So on one hand, I went to the carnival and I had a dope ass time. I ate all the candy because I could not eat candy as a kid. The rides were super awesome, had the best time, etc., etc. Karen, however, she does not like carnival food because she's vegan. And then clowns trigger some, you know, childhood trauma and some bullshit. So she hated the, the carnival. Karen is going to go to her friends and tell them not to go to that carnival because it was awful. And all of this is going to be driven by the fact that while she was at the carnival, because she did not like certain things about it, she was telling herself, oh my God, this place sucks. It's so shitty. I'm so bored. I'm so bored. I want to get out of here. So she couldn't really be present and she couldn't really enjoy it. However, Natalia, on the other hand, she's going to go to her friends and be like, oh my God, that was the best carnival ever. Take me back. Take me back. Yeehaw. So as you can see, you can put two people in the same situation and two people are going to perceive it differently. Another example of narratives would be like, let's just say, for example, uh, my boyfriend breaks up with me and then I'm going to go to my friends and tell you my story. I'm going to tell you I was blindsided. He's an asshole. How could he do this to me? He just broke up with me out of the blue. Oh my God. How will I live? I just love him so much. And I bet you he just broke up with me because maybe there's another girl. I just, I just know it. I just feel it. Blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, I'm not going to tell you all the things that led to the breakup that were my fault. Like, for example, all the things that I did that made him feel insecure or all my crazy 20 million phone calls when he was hanging out with his friends or the fact that I was unreliable and a terrible girlfriend. No, I'm going to pick and choose the story that's going to serve me so that I can get the response that I want, which is that y'all going to agree that my boyfriend's an asshole. Meanwhile, he has a whole different side of the story where he probably says, hey, like, you know, this girl's not for me because... She was doing all these shady things, and like I just don't like that. Same situation, two different sides. And I know that felt that I was targeting someone, but I really don't have anyone, so it's just a hypothetical scenario, bitches. And you see this happens a lot with people. We add a narrative to things that happen. Oftentimes, we stop looking at the facts, and we only focus on our interpretation of it. The added drama, the added flair. We do whatever it takes to make sure that we are the victim and we are the ones being attacked. The world, it's against us. And we get so caught up in this narrative, we almost make ourselves feel stuck. And this is such a problem. So going off to the TED Talk, she talks about how we live in a world where we actually believe that we have a lot of freedom. You know, for example, I live in America, land of the free, blah, blah, blah. However, we are prisoners of our own mind. And she tells a story about a prisoner in a jail cell. So the prisoner is like pulling on the bars, pulling on the bars, trying to get out. But he's so busy pulling at the bars constantly that he fails to notice that the door has actually been open the whole entire time. Metaphor bitch is back at it again. This story is a metaphor how we're so stubborn in trying to get out in a certain way. So this prisoner is trying to get out by pulling on the bars and he's so stubborn with that that he fails to look at a different alternative. The same thing happens with our stories. We're so caught up in our version and our side of the story that we fail to see that there's another door right next to us, wide open, and that door can be open when you shift your narrative. Another example of this, because a metaphoric princess queen over here, you know like when dogs um, are on a leash, like on a pole, and they, they keep going around and it gets stuck? And then oftentimes you'll see a dog that is yanking and pulling and pulling and pulling. Same thing. Now, the dog does not actually have the connective reasoning to be like, hmm, maybe if I turned around and went the opposite direction, I would be free. But you, Karen, Carol, Josh, uh, Michael, 
you have more cognitive reasoning than a dog. And we need to train our minds to be able to stop ourselves from yanking and pulling and be like, hmm, let me go around this bitch and shift metaphor, shift my thinking, shift this leash and set myself free. Okay, so basically, why do we do this? Why do we keep yanking and why do we keep pulling bars? In the TED Talk, she talks about how we actually find a lot of comfort in this repetition of drama. We find comfort in our same story that does not serve us. Because our stories are biased and they're going to support whatever we think is right at this moment. But by sticking to it, you're failing to be open to growth and other opportunities and other ways of thinking that are actually going to suit you better. Because I want to ask you something. How is being the victim and imprisoned in whatever circumstance you're in actually suiting you in your life? It's not. It's honestly just not going to be a dead end. Because by telling a story of powerlessness, you're hinting that you just want your circumstance to change and there's nothing you can possibly do to change it. So you want the narrative of everything else around in your life to change except for you. However, what we fail, what you fail to notice is that you cannot control circumstance. You cannot control the world around you. The only thing you control is how you react to the world around you. So your narrative cannot be the one of a victim. It has to be one of a protagonist and you leading your own life and taking control of your mental health. Okay, so I actually had another survey on my Instagram poll and the question was, does your negative narrative stop you from accomplishing goals often? So what I mean by negative narratives is like, oh, I can't do this because I'm not that smart. Oh, I can't do that because like, I don't know, he just he just won't like that. Or I just can't get this promotion because I'm not cut out for it. Blah, blah, blah. So 67% of you guys said yes. The negative narrative stops you from accomplishing your goals often. And 33% of you guys said no. This is kind of what I expected because, yeah, a lot of people, we let our heads get to us. We tell the story of failure. Once again, we're adding interpretation to our circumstance. We're saying, I cannot do this because of blank. You're once again not looking at the facts. You're just deciding to add emotion, negative emotion in this case, and creating a negative narrative that has a really sad ending rather than a happy one. And how you word things really matters. I'm going to give you an example of a time that a friend worded where I was in my life in a not very happy way. And we're not friends anymore, of course. But my friend said, you know what, Natalia, I'm just being a good friend to you. Like, I know what you're capable of just because I've known you for a long time. And honestly, like, you're not that good looking. That's why guys, like, don't really like you. You're like a solid, like, five. You know, you're not that bright. Like, your grades are not that great. So you're not really going to amount to much. So I kind of just need you to stop complaining already. Just get the fuck over it. Accept that, like, you know, you might not get, like, an amazing job. And, you know, dating, like, it's going to be really hard for you. Like, it's just how it is. Like, it's not that serious. A lot of people don't accomplish everything they want in life. Like, you're going to be fine. So a lot of you guys are probably thinking, this person is so shitty. How could you accept anyone telling you this? And I accepted it. Okay. Actually, I lied to you. That was not a friend. That was actually me. Those are things that I used to tell myself all the time and put myself down. Okay. So when you thought that this was a friend telling me these things, you're probably like, oh my God, how could a person say this to you? That is insane. Never heard of that in my life. 
But why is it okay that I told it to myself? Why are we so okay with putting ourselves down so much in our own heads? But the moment that you hear, you know, someone say like, this person said this to me, this mean thing to me. We're like, "Mm -mm -mm, cut that bitch. I will end you and torture you in ways you don't even know. (laughs) Wait, what? We do that to our head all the time. So that's why I tell you about the narrative that you tell yourself. These lies that you tell yourself, they're not really real. They're fucked up. And if a person, you wouldn't accept the person doing that to you, don't do it to yourself. Sorry, that was just a little psychological experiment I read about. And I really wanted to try it. (laughs) I think it works. I think it drove the point home. So basically, just because you thought a negative thought, it does not mean that it's a fact. So Natalia, how the hell do I shift my thinking? How do I become a little bit more positive? I think that you have to kind of train your brains because mental health is a lot like going to the gym. If you only go when you need to lose weight or when you're not feeling yourself, you know what? It's not going to last. That's why a lot of people tend to gain the weight really quickly after they go through a transformational period. And very much like the gym, you don't have to overdo it or become a crossfitter person or a personal trainer in order for you to get the health benefits of going to the gym. Just like our mental health, we can do little things like shift the way that we talk and that'll get really beautiful, beautiful effects. Because did you know that negative thoughts and negative thinking actually will trigger a lot of stress to your body and a lot of stress to your brain? So let's fix this. So when someone says, hey, how's your day? Instead of saying, can't complain, that has a really negative connotation. Say, everything's going well, I'm doing great. Instead of saying, oh my God, I might forget, say, I'll be sure to set a reminder. Because saying I might forget implies that you're just a forgetful person and this is a terrible trait that you have. Instead of telling someone, I don't like it when you do blank, say, I like it when you do this. Even something as simple as saying I miss you sometimes can be negative because it implies, you know, a little salting. It's like, hmm, you did not make time to see me. Instead of saying that, sometimes just say, it's great to see you. Instead of saying, I have to do this, say, I get to do blank. So instead of saying, oh, I have to go to work, say, I get to go to work. Because that gives a little bit of gratitude into your life. These positive phrases and the way that you can change your wording will actually trigger positive hormones in your brain and make you happier. And it takes a amount of effort to say these positive phrases instead of the negative ones, and it will actually benefit your mental health. Okay, so also let me tell you what not to say. When you're being a negative person, you can say things like, oh, think about the future. Why are you not thinking ahead? Instead of saying that, say, enjoy the moment you're in right now. Another word that's negative, don't do something you'll regret. Instead of saying that, just say, hey, in the end, we will only regret the things we don't get to do. Another example is like, oh my God, will this work out? Will this work out? Just say what's meant to be will happen. When someone plays you like a little violin, instead of saying, oh my God, why did they do this to me? How could they do this to me? Say, well, I can't control others, but I can't control how I react to the situation. And lastly, a classic, 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 will I ever find happiness? You're going to say instead, what can I do to be happy right now? See, all these phrases have the same train of thought. It's just how you phrase things in your head can just really make a difference. There was actually a Yale study that was done in 2002 that talks about how thinking positively will actually extend your life by about seven and a half years. 
Basically, out of the study, the individuals who reported more positive cell perceptions of aging demonstrated a significantly longer survival than those who reported negative cell perceptions of aging. So yes, change that phrasing because it's actually going to help you live longer and you're going to be cuter. And what I mean by cute is not just your beautiful face, but also your beautiful head. I also want to touch about a completely different perspective. Um, I read a book called On Tender Soul, truly incredible, really recommend, and it actually describes a narrative in your head as not real. In the book, it talks about how, for example, you wake up in the morning and you say, I am breathing, I slept well, the sky is blue, the grass is green, I'm driving to work now. You narrate what's going on around you, and that's actually a way for you to have some fake control over the world. And in the book, it tells you how you're actually the silence when you're not thinking of anything that's actually you, which I thought was really interesting because when I was suffering with anxiety, um, this really helped me because it made me shut down the, I guess, the chatter in my head. And I was like, that's not me. These thoughts that are going in my head, that's not actually me. I'm actually the silence. So if that helps you get through anything. I think that that's really, really empowering. Because you see, the narrative is louder and louder and more corrupt when you do suffer from anxiety and depression. The narrative in your head will always look for evidence to prove what you already believe, which is that sometimes can be that negative thought. So if you think your life is trash, believe me, your brain is amazing. It's very smart. It's going to find a way to prove that your life is in fact trash. And whether or not you have positive thinking or negative thinking, I promise you, your brain will find evidence for both. So you might as well be nice to yourself and try to reach that positive thinking. And if you're anything like me, you're probably like, fuck positive thinking. I'm not going to pretend that life is beautiful when it's not beautiful. But what I'm telling you right now is that the loops of negativity, that's not even you. These are stories that actually have no value and actually hinder you from becoming a better you. I'm going to give you another example when I had anxiety. Like, I had anxiety about this podcast. I've actually wanted to have a podcast or YouTube, something like this, for about five to six years. That's a long freaking time. Basically, I would tell myself that, you know what? You are loud. You are annoying. Like, I don't think people really want to listen to you. And that was an insecurity that I had growing up because, you know, I'm a little ADHD and I was always afraid that if I talk too much, people maybe secretly didn't like me. And that was my own anxiety. None of that's real, but that is a story that I told myself. And obviously through a lot of work, I've gotten past that. And that's why my podcast is called Loud because that was my biggest insecurity was being too loud, too obnoxious. So why do we do this? Why do we get into these loops? Because anxiety really does stem from survival. If you're not anxious in the wild, guess what? You're going to die. If the gazelle is chilling in the corner with other gazelle friends, guess what? The lion is going to come. The lioness, may I add, because the lions don't hunt, will come and kill you. But you don't need to do that anymore. You do not need to do that because we're not in the jungle. You're just living your average Joe life here. So train your brain towards positive thinking the same way, as I've said before, that you would train at a gym. And to conclude my beautiful podcast, I wanted to say that, and I really want you to take this with you, thoughts are a part of who you are, not the other way around. And life is simply what happens around you, despite your internal chatter. Because guess what? You can talk to yourself all day long, but life is going to keep moving around you. So get the fuck out of your head and start living. 
curtsy, curtsy. Thank you. Thank you. That concludes the episode for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, please continue to share this podcast because I put all of my little heart and soul into it. And I would love it for other people to hear these stories that I have and these different episodes because I think that they will actually help some people that are going through some stuff. And I would love your feedback, whether it be negative or positive, because I'm always trying to improve. So holler at me if you have that. And as I conclude every single episode, do what empowers you, do what makes you happy. Maybe I will see you at Wonderfront Festival this weekend and have fun, guys. See you next week.